0: Welcome to The Real Life Podcast. Today, we are joined by Melissa Stacy and Janelle McCollum. They are two school teachers. They are here today to talk with us about education. You know, we've walked through a season over the last two years of COVID, and that has changed education a lot. And so today, they are here to talk with us about what education looks like now. What have they had to change over the last two years what have they walked through? What has been difficult for them? What are the positives that have come from COVID? They are just here to share their love and passion in teaching children and raising them to become responsible adults. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Real Life Podcast with Austin and Sesha. And today we are so excited to have Melissa Stacy and Janelle McCollum with us. And we're gonna talk about school and education. They are two public school teachers. And so we're gonna just talk through some things about school and what education looks like now, how it's changed over the last couple of years with COVID. And so welcome you guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.
1: I think the first question that we have just as educators, how are you guys doing? It's been a rough few years, right? (laughs)
2: I need summer. I don't know about you, but I need summer. <laughs> I hate to count down days, but I'm counting down days. <laughs> I'm ready.
3: It's rough. It's just, it's so different right now. It is. Than what it's ever been.
0: Okay, so explain that.
3: Um, I think just, like, the fact that it everything shut down. Kids didn't have to necessarily do everything mm-hmm. because if you didn't, it didn't really matter.
2: Right. Um, There's no accountability. At right. Point. Yeah.
3: Right. And yeah. just then coming back into the building and nothing was normal. And, um, it's just, it's been a hard adjustment for kids and teachers. I think
2: it's kind of like, you know, when they talk about habits, how easy it is to fall out of a habit And how hard it is to start good healthy habits Mm -hmm. that's what i'm seeing Mm -hmm. you know it's taken us how long to get kids into the habit of being a good student and you know doing their work practicing their work um learning and being accountable for things on their own learning how to become independent students and as soon as they didn't have to they quickly fell out of that habit and it's been a struggle to start it back Mm -hmm. up
1: let me ask this. Do you think, like, the goal now is to get back to where you were before COVID? Is it different now? Is it... What's the goal now? What do you guys think?
2: It's definitely, as I say, close that gap. Yep. It's it's catching up. I mean... We feel like we're, like, five steps behind at all times. Mm-hmm. If not more.
3: Yeah. Well, in our, like, for instance, the, uh, the sophomore class, I'm thinking... Um, you know, they didn't have an end to their eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't have a normal beginning to high school. They're just, they don't understand what does high school really look like. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not been normal for them. Yep. And they didn't take tests that they normally would have taken by now. And right. they didn't, you know. And so there's just a huge gap in their responsibility and their just overall ability to do education i mean it just there's a huge gap for everybody
1: it almost seems like what you guys are saying is is that it's not even necessarily just getting them to be good students again it's almost teaching them life skills
0: right oh definitely i was gonna say even socially it's probably like you've seen things go back way back socially right Mm -hmm. i would say social
2: emotional learning right now is huge yes um these kids went went home for a year year and a half Mm -hmm. whatever it was depending on their situation and they may have been isolated they may have been the only child in their home Mm. and now they have to come into this environment where you're in a room with 20 25 possibly 30 students and you're looking for that pecking order and you're still wanting the attention that maybe you got at home with mom and dad because it was just you and mom and dad well now it's not just you Mm -hmm. and mom and dad Mm. And so we're seeing kids act in ways that parents like, whoa, I, I was with them for a year. They don't act like that. <laughs> yep, I understand that. I totally understand that. I see how my kids act. Right. But when they're in their classroom, they're trying to find that pecking order. They're trying to find their friends. They're trying to find where they rank. They're trying to see who the top dog is. Mm-hmm. Who's the clown? Who's the you know academic yeah. smarty? Who's the teacher's pet? Um, I'm seeing a lot of that attention seeking now that they're back with their peers mm-hmm.
1: and, and what grades you guys teach again i'm sorry we didn't even ask you that in the that's beginning. okay
2: i'm high school <laughs> and i'm fifth grade
1: oh man <laughs> fun ages <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not with the cute little cuddly ones that want know. to climb up in your lap and just snuggle you you
1: guys are going to war every day <laughs> So like yeah, on top. So then, on top of just teaching them stuff, you're also having to teach like emotional stuff too. Oh, right. How have you guys had to integrate? Like, how have you guys learned how to do that? Is it kind of just in trial and error? Have you been intentional? What What do you guys think? How?
3: Um, I always. I mean, I teach special needs, so I've. It's always been a part of what I do. It's just I've had to put it more at the forefront and academics have had to kind of come second. Because if you can't get past that social piece, they can't learn, it's not gonna happen. Um, And I did see like when we were in in the thick of things with COVID, some kids did better learning from home. Mm -hmm. And some kids did horrible learning from home. You know, so it's kind of opened some eyes to not every kid learns exactly the same.
2: Absolutely.
3: Um, And so I think there's been some good that's come out of it because people have seen what it, that there are, there's huge differences Mm -hmm. um, with every kid. So...
0: There's some good. Yeah, not, so not, not what, a ton. Not a lot. Yeah, that's not what I was going to ask. So let's talk about COVID and talk to me about <clears throat> some of the positives that you saw coming from children during COVID. And then let's talk about some of the negatives that you saw. I'm sure the negatives probably outweigh the positives, but was there anything positive that you guys saw c- that came out of COVID?
2: I think what's interesting is for myself, COVID it taught me how to use technology in a way that mm, yeah. I didn't know how to do with <laughs> students. I actually went back and got my master's degree through COVID and went on to get it to work on technology past my master's degree and to learn how to use technology for these kids that live in this, you know, century that technology is everywhere, Everything. social media yeah. is everywhere. That's what they're used to. That I've had to become a better teacher. For those students, and with my technology
0: ability, mm, that's good. What about you, Janelle?
3: Um, I think I saw some kids have to uh, organization and responsibility is always huge at the junior high and high school level, anyway. But um, you know, we have noticed that when they were at home and everything was on Google Classroom, they had to come up with a plan mm-hmm. <laughs> of how to organize and how to. Figure out, I've got this for this class, you know. Um, but I think being back in the classroom and adding the social piece back in made that more difficult for them. Because they were so used to just doing it on their own. Um, and not having all those added distractions and things going on. And it's not the cool thing to do to organize yourself, you know. Um so there's, I, that organization piece has been good and bad in different situations.
0: What about um, communication? What about communication? Like, when my I have two daughters, obviously, they're both in high school, but... Um, they had to learn how to communicate with their teachers mm-hmm. while being at home, mm-hmm. because you know I told them I'm not going to communicate this to your Good teacher. For you. This is your job <laughs> to communicate Good this to you. your teacher. So you know they had to learn how to write emails and how right. to communicate things to their teachers. What what did you see as far as like children learning how to do those kinds of things?
2: So for me with fifth grade, a fifth grade, we try really hard to prepare them for middle school. Right. And one of the things I talk to the parents about at the beginning of the year is make sure that your students are taking the lead. Because if they're going to fail, this is the year to let them fail a little Mm. bit. They can fall. They can learn from it. We always say it's your first attempt in learning. Let them do it. So students did have to learn how to write emails and ask questions. And a lot of times I would respond with a question to get them to give me more information rather than, I don't understand this.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Can you tell me what this is and tell me the part that you do understand? So it allowed these kids to learn how to communicate better with their teachers to be able to ask specific questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. that's, That's good. I would say that that was a big deal. Yeah.
3: yeah. I'm curious to see in the future some of those kids who had that as at the younger ages where they had to communicate with teachers that way. I'm curious to see how that pans out in the future.
2: Don't blame me. Because, <laughs> yeah. If she that said, doesn't pan out, don't no. blame me. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't come back just, to me, please.
3: <laughs> it's something I've always I mean, I taught junior high for twenty years and I figured out really early, like these kids need to know how to communicate right. because they don't know. Yeah. Um, and so I started something where I would do um an email every Friday and they have to email their parent and me and it had to be an actual letter yeah. <laughs> that made sense. Right. Um and it was just kind of a form of communication back and forth, but it was also teaching them those skills. Yeah. And we also do that at high school level because you know some of those first emails during COVID, it was like i know you didn't mean this this way
2: but that wasn't really very nice to say it that way yeah we better had a we few need of to work on this you know um my favorite is when it's like 10 o'clock at night and all of a sudden your phone rings or dings and it's a student and they want you to tell you what your grades are and i'm like oh sweetheart uh, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> the bed. yes mm-hmm. we'll talk tomorrow <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow <laughs>
3: I think I got one of those at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm
1: like, oh, no. man.
2: And then you mad if you don't respond immediately because we live in this social media world yes. where
1: yeah. everything is yes. instant. instant. Mm-hmm. So when
2: the teacher is not the teacher at that moment, she's home with her kids, or sleeping, yeah. and you don't respond immediately, they were not very happy sometimes. And mm-hmm. We had
0: some of those little emails. Yep. It was fun. Okay, so let's talk about some of the negatives now. Let's talk about some of the negatives that, that happened and came out of COVID as far as education.
1: And they both sighed immediately. <laughs>
0: they did. You might it not have heard it, but. as
2: a teacher, you try to focus on the positive. Yeah. Right. You really yeah. Do. And like,
1: it sounds like, I mean, it yes, sounds like one of problems. the most significant positives through it. it. sounds like kind of more independence or That's it facilitated. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's definitely different. Even looking like talking to my friends in kindergarten, first grade compared to fifth grade, definitely a huge difference from fifth mm-hmm. grade to high school. Um, some of the biggest struggles is first of all, I think, for fifth grade was getting parents to realize not to do the work for their students. Mm. Um, I would have essays written written by mom and dad that was college level essays. <laughs> And since I've taught fifth grade for a little while now and graded essays for, I have a good idea what a fifth grade essay yeah. should look mm-hmm. like. Johnny's
0: not really that smart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Johnny's like, look at uh, Dr. Doogie Howser. Like, send him on to med school. Um, we've had some of that and um, a lot of excuses from home. Mm. And I hate that part but it's easy to do I think as parents too because we love our babies so Mm -hmm. that's been a struggle along with the social emotional that we talked Mm -hmm. about earlier Mm -hmm. that's been huge
3: I think as a parent and as a teacher you see things differently Mm -hmm. sometimes because there are times that I want to go to bat for my kid yep (laughs) and I want to say wait a minute you know or and then I have to think okay Think put your teacher brain on for just a moment. Right. How does this look from the other perspective? Right. good. Um and sometimes that's hard as a parent because you I mean, it's your kid. You love them. You want them to succeed. You want them to Mm -hmm. do their best. And sometimes that means it's hard at times. Dealing with a difficult situation. And sometimes you have to help them through that, but not rescue. Not not do it for them. Yeah. Not, not pick up the pieces and, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and that's really difficult sometimes because even as a teacher, there's times I wouldn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. But I have to, they have to be able, whenever they, you know, at high school level, I'm thinking beyond high school. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to get in a job where... You have to deal with people and they may not be people you like. Mm -hmm. They may not be people that agree with everything you say. Um, So you have to learn how to communicate and how to deal with that. And Mm. you can't just say, "Uh I'm not going to do that today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I could. (laughs)
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: I think one of the. Things that we see at the high school level is just that responsibility piece. Like,
2: oh, I see it in fifth grade too. Not, but yeah,
3: they yeah. don't understand the purpose or the need to do the work, even mm-hmm. when you're giving them tons of extra time, mm-hmm. um, because they didn't have to for a little bit, and they're out of that habit. They're out of that, you know. Yeah. So, just building back that responsibility is yeah. a huge piece of what we're trying to do right now.
2: I get asked all the time, is this going to be graded?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, honey, I'm trying to give you practice, so when I do grade something, you're going to succeed at it. I don't want you to fail at the first time you practice or right. something, you know. And, well, if it's not graded, I don't want to do it.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not an
1: option. <laughs> or I
3: don't want to do my
0: best on it.
2: Right, or, yeah, yeah. it's, oh, check mark, yeah. it's done.
0: Mm.
2: So that's seen a lot, too.
0: So as far as, you know, talking about responsibility, do you see... um a lack in parents pushing their children to be responsible.
2: I hate to say that because I know we have good parents right. are out there. Actually, I shouldn't say it. we have some. All parents are good parents because we're all just trying their best right. to... Right.
0: Figure Make it out. through this life. Right. Oh
2: my goodness. They were
0: not <laughs> to
1: not it. mess our kids Nobody up. Oh,
3: mess
0: a manual. No, there's no
2: manual. <laughs> I have a 13 year old and a nine year old. Please give me a manual, yes. you know, the Bible. Mm. But um, so everybody's doing their best, and I recognize that. I guess that goes back to I wish the one thing we had more was more parent support mm. at home. Mm-hmm. Because we're trying to close this gap, you know, you have kids that were behind about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. I can't do that all. In the few hours that I have them. Right. So if I send things home for practice, it's not just a suggestion, hey, do that if you got time. The reason I'm doing it is so that whenever we get to school, they're one step closer to closing that gap that I can help push a little bit further. And sometimes I feel like because school has not a priority for a while, even us as adults have forgotten that Mm -hmm. for our students. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Do you see um, attendance being an issue? Because for two years,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. we we did we were supposed to check in online every day. But have you seen attendance in school? You know, kids coming back. You know, we're trying to get back to normal school. Have you seen that become an issue this year? Oh yeah, yes. Oh
2: yeah, unfortunately.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. And for so long it was well. There's nothing we can do about it. Right. Um, yeah, I've seen somebody miss up to 85 days of school last year. And there is, it's COVID. That's what we were told. It's COVID. And it breaks my heart because mm-hmm. there's nothing that we can do for that kid. And I think that's hard as mom and teacher sometimes when you right. realize there's nothing you can do for that kid because those kids become, they're ours. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, I'm Mama Bear for my class. I, stand I know they're my are, kids all the time. That's <laughs> right. And so when you know you can't do anything for them, whew, mm-hmm. it's rough. painful. It is and attendance is huge because then they come in. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Okay, but I'm only allowed maybe 20 minutes that I can work with them, and they were gone for two weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Yeah.
0: So. Mm. Wow.
1: What do you think the fix is? Because obviously, I mean, that's like the million dollar question. I feel like <laughs> how do you fix all of this? Are but you
2: run for political <laughs> office.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, even even in where you guys are at. Are there things that you can see, like, yeah, if we start, because you guys can't fix everything on, on your no. own, in your own classroom, because you don't have a ton of time with students, mm-hmm. not just for the year, but in their lives. Yeah. What are some of those fixes that you guys see? That's a really general, huge question. Of, I've
3: honestly had to get to the point where, I I mean, prayer is huge. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, I know that, you know, God's not supposed to be in school, but he's in my room every day. (laughs) Um, He, you know, I, you have to get to the point where you just pray that you can do enough. I mean, that you can, you can make a difference, even if it's a little bit, you know, you just have to pray that you're doing what you're supposed to do. I mean... Because we can't fix it all. No. We can't. Yeah.
0: How does that make you feel? (laughs) Does it make you feel deflated? Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I
2: do appreciate that I think the district we're at has done well is they've backed off of some of the extra expectations of the teachers Mm -hmm. and allowed us to focus in on some core things. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have to give props for, you know, schools have had a bad rap the last couple of years. I I feel like everybody's attacked schools. One side or the other, you couldn't win if you were in education Mm -hmm. the last two years. It was your fault no matter what. Right, right. But I appreciate that our district went in and I feel like they said, okay, the extra meetings, they can go to the side. All the extra things that we have you do, they can go to the side. Instead, I want you to focus on these core elements of education Because let's get real, at least for like an elementary, we focus on reading, writing, and math. Right. You can't teach science if you can't read. Right. You can't teach social studies if you can't read. Mm -hmm. Actually, you can't really do science without math. So it's allowing us to focus in on those core subjects. And I think that, Mm -hmm. I think to me, that has been a big win from our district. And I do appreciate that. That's
0: awesome. Do you guys feel like you're still playing catch up? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. how long do you think that will last i don't know it could be a while
1: while.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. i I mean it's not gonna be you catch up a year and a half in a year and a half no it just never works that way (laughs) um you know working with students who are behind anyway you know when you're two years behind you're not gonna catch up two years in two years right right Mm -hmm. You're not gonna catch up two years in one year.
2: Which is why it's important <laughs> for sure at home. So mm-hmm. it's yeah,
3: yeah it's it's gonna take a while.
2: It is. Yeah. I know they said that there was a study where basically the younger kids did not lose quite as much as the older kids. That they were really? a little bit more resilient resilient than the older ones. Really? And it, it does make sense. Hmm. Um, So hopefully by the time, because looking at just the data we had from elementary, watching the gap from the fifth graders compared to the gap with the first graders, it was big deal where we felt like our gap was a lot larger mm-hmm. than where the first grade was at. Right. Now, that said, I also see what first grade teachers are going through with some of the social, right. emotional. Because those kids have never had normal school. They right. never had to yeah. sit in a desk and do For work. For <laughs> seven hours, you know, that wasn't yeah. what they've done. So those poor teachers, they're in the thick of it. <laughs> I'm not tying their shoes. I'm not wiping anything. No. Um, but they are going through a lot mm-hmm. with the social emotional side. So they may not have a huge gap, but right. they still have their own battles. Yeah. Mm.
3: It did like if you look at the data from kindergarten to high school, it the older the gap got bigger. Yeah. The older but the students were. It would
2: make sense though cuz you learn more, mm-hmm. you know, right during that process cuz you what is it? You learn to read up until third grade and then you read to learn past third yeah. grade. Right.
0: So Hmm. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. So how can parents better support you guys as educators? Like if you had a dream parent, what would that parent look like?
2: <laughs> I love you.
0: And I hope you do. I mean, I hope I both do. of you do. Have, and I'm I, I know you do. But what would I'm that dream parent look like as far as support goes for you as an educator?
2: One is good contact information. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few that I can't get a hold of the parents. Everything keeps changing. Um, mm. I think another one is when we talk to them, please give us the benefit of the doubt. Right. Um, it's... So, so don't
0: believe everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know... D- <laughs> I always say stories are like kind of like a Rubik's Cube where you have one, you know, the kid's <laughs> story, the teacher's story, the friend's story, and then the truth somewhere in the middle. Uh-huh. Like, just give us a benefit of the doubt that we're not out to get your kid if right. we say that there's something right. going on. Um, I do not want to go at home at night and think about how I'm going to get even with your kid. <laughs> that is not <laughs> on my radar. There are more important not things. things. I'm it, it's usually all. track practice, soccer practice, baseball practice, whatever. Yeah. Not that um, so so give us benefit of the doubt good contact communication and if we ask for some help with homework let them yeah I don't know what is high and school and just
3: constant I mean just communication period yeah. just you know when I you know when you send something home and you don't hear anything back then you're like well um I guess we'll deal with that today <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, I handled this one now, but it's just, I i mean, I have some really good parent support and it's much appreciated. It really is because I can't do it without them. No. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's important to just have a good relationship with parents too. Absolutely.
2: I do feel like there's really do have some good parents out there that have reached out to love on us Mm -hmm. and bless us and pray for us. Um, And sometimes I think it's so easy to get caught up in the negative. Right, you hear the loud like negative things in communities and schools that you have to pause to look for. You know what? Look, there's that family over there. They just sent a note in to tell me how much they appreciate, or they just did this. Or you know, it's and it's not even the monetary gifts that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the parent that comes in. It's like, hey, can I uh, separate your snacks up for you just so you don't do that later? Uh, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> you know, just those people that comes in. Do you need a hug today? <laughs> I'm a hugger. Yes, I'll take a hug. <laughs> <off.
1: laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Because I, I don't even think we really touched on that a whole lot. Because you guys haven't just... Had to focus on the teaching and the educating and the helping the kids and the so- uh, the social part of it, but on top of all that you've had to deal with a bunch of negative stuff mm-hmm. surrounding like things you have no control of, like mm-hmm. like mask mandates or <laughs> distancing or any of that, mm-hmm. or having kids keep their masks on
2: yeah. Things how? that we didn't sign up for. Right. No. That was not in my contract no. when yeah. I signed it. So.
1: What, what were you guys, and this is a, a deep question, but what were you guys processing? As, as you were finding yourselves through that negative, how did you get through those different seasons? And how did you feel in those seasons?
3: I mean, there's part of it that, you know, I was always taught you do what you're told. Yep. So um, there was part of it for me that was just, that's my job now. Yeah. I, I don't, there's no choice. Like, we're just going to do what we're told and we're going to keep trucking, you know. um. It hey. also was difficult for me because I got really sick.
2: Yeah,
3: you did. Um, And so, you know, I'm sitting in the hospital and I'm close to death. <laughs> and all I'm worried about is, are my kids learning? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: What about those sub-plans,
3: right? Right. Yeah. Right. who's going to plan for that class and that class? And how am Mm -hmm. I going to get the, you know, and I'm on, like, a BiPAP machine that's the next step before a ventilator. Like, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have been, but that's, as teachers, that's what you do.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. For Um, for me, I'm prior military. I'm a vet. And I, you do what you're told, whether you like it or not, and you do it with respect. mm -hmm. Um, why well, I had my personal opinions, I still did what right. I was told. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly and we couldn't win. Like no, because you had extreme opinions on both sides of the fence. You can't win. Mm-mm. And then a couple of times, I even had was personally attacked on social media, and it turned out all to be false. But it was like ouch! Like I didn't sign up for this, and mm-hmm. this wasn't true. Why? Yeah. Why is my name being thrown out there? Mm. So that was rough. Yeah. Yeah, but luckily I didn't get sick like you did. <laughs> you were, you were sick sick. hmm
3: Unfortunately. Yeah.
2: But you're here today.
0: I am. She is. And you can mm-hmm. breathe. I can. <laughs> so, Melissa, in that, in those times when you were attacked, mm-hmm. you know, how did that affect your faith? Like, both of you in this season, obviously, we all saw ourselves change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Our faith changed. Talk to me about what. What that looked like in your walk with the Lord during that time. Like, how did it affect you? Did it make you pray harder? Did it, you know, I mean, yes.
2: <laughs> I wish I could say that. That's the right Christian answer. Yeah, <laughs> That is the right Christian answer. Um, this doesn't have to do with the education, but the last two years have been hard on myself between the yeah. COVID. And my nephew passed away through it. Not from COVID. Yeah, But just... There was a lot that hit our family at once, and COVID was just the icing on the cake, you Mm -hmm. know? And it was hard, because I think I pushed back from God Mm -hmm. instead, kind of angry. Like, oh, why Mm -hmm. is this all coming at me at once? And I would love to say that I was the good Christian girl (laughs) that was like, I drew closer and read my Bible more and journaled. Um, But honestly, I think I was angry. Um, And I'm just now starting to come out of it with the last few months of, um, you know... He didn't cause my nephew to pass. Mm-hmm. Right? He didn't cause my mom to get cancer. He didn't cause COVID. But he's going to walk through it with me. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. taken me, well, how long has it been? Two years now mm-hmm. to finally get to that point. Yeah. So unfortunately, I did not have the good girl answer. No, that's okay. Answer, and I, right?
0: we appreciate your honesty because there's probably a lot of people out mm-hmm. there that walked through a season like that. Melissa. I walked through a huge season of of... I mean, it
3: was depression is what it was, you know, because when you do have COVID and you get put in the hospital, nobody comes to see you Oh yeah, (laughs) and you're in the room all by yourself. I mean, for 14 days, I was completely...
2: Do nurses even come in?
3: They do come in, but they have all this garb on and like double masks and you can't understand them and they come, they still come in at three in the morning to take your blood. But, (laughs) um, you know, it just... I went through a huge, like, I yeah. had survivor's guilt because there were so many people dying. Yeah. And, well, why didn't, I mean, I was close. Why didn't I go, you mm-hmm. know? um, And just, there was all kinds of, uh, all the feelings. Yeah. You know, and you walk through that and, you know, there were times that, yeah, I did pray, like, God, you have to fix this. Because mm-hmm. I can't handle it anymore. But... Then there were other times like, what are we doing? What, what I don't understand. Um, so yeah, there's moments where yeah, you you do pray, but then there's moments that you're like, ah, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense no, yeah. what well, whatsoever. And yeah. you know, um, I I the first well, I went back to school on oxygen,
2: and she probably shouldn't have. I'm gonna point that out. I right probably now. shouldn't have, <laughs>
3: but. Um, that was really tough too. Like, how do you teach while you're, but I I was out of sick days. Yeah. I was out. I mean, mm-hmm. I needed to get back to my classroom and it was good for me to get back because I felt somewhat normal, even though I still couldn't breathe. Um, but it was also hard because, you know, there's kids that have dealt with, their
1: own lives, deaths right? and
3: everything else with covid and here you walk in the room on an oxygen tank well that doesn't go over well um at times you know and and i had kids grieving while i was gone because i wasn't there mm-hmm. you know i and mean not it,
2: knowing if their teacher was and coming not back. knowing
3: if i was coming back mm-hmm. yeah. so there's just so many emotions and so
2: many feelings that and you got to stay professional with it everything all. Yeah.
3: Um, And unfortunately, there's just, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teachers leaving teaching Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of just upheaval of things, you know, Um, and that doesn't make building that social emotional piece any easier because they're dealing with so much.
0: Yeah. That's what I was just going to ask you guys. You know, I think we're what at an all all-time high teacher shortage right now Mm -hmm. and what would you say to like I have a high school student that's studying to be a teacher like what do you say to those high school kids and those college kids that want to go into education but then they're like ah I've seen what's (laughs) I've seen what's taken place you know over the last couple of years and what would you say to somebody that said is it worth being a teacher it's got to be your
2: passion it has to be (laughs) I, I it think has that's to be how, your calling. Yeah, I mean, you just have
3: to be, it has to be what you're called to do, what you're made to do.
2: And if that's what you're supposed to do, you're going to go in with all your heart mm-hmm. and you're going to put in more hours mm-hmm. than you ever thought you were going to. And you're going to have sleepless nights because of those precious babies that you don't know if they're getting dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. You don't know if um, they're being cared for or if they have heat or a coat or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're If you're going to do it, do it. But we also have certain people that have told me that they want to be in it because they want the summers off. (laughs) Um, Okay, that might be a perk at the moment. (laughs) Because I am counting down the days just because I need it. But at the same time, it doesn't happen because Uh -uh. I'm usually in classes over the summer preparing and getting more education because, like I said, I'm doing technology. Mm -hmm. I want to know how to bring certain technology to my students because I want to relate with my students and engage them. Yeah. So it's got to be their
0: passion, right? 100%. Yeah. And I think, you know, that is a, a conception that people have of a teacher's life is, uh-huh. oh, they get out at three o'clock every day and they don't work in the summer. And I can tell you, I drive by my elementary school every day and there are cars in the parking lot after 5 p.m. every oh, day. Oh, yeah.
2: Easy. Yeah.
0: And in the summer as well. Yes. So um,
3: I was there until five o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I ran out today. (laughs) Yesterday was five.
1: Oh, man. So let's, even as we kind of end this, let's look at the students, too. Um, You guys, I mean, have a bunch of students that are struggling, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. And that catch up, I'm sure, is wearing on them. Mm -hmm. If you could tell them like one thing, like a student that's struggling or a student that is frustrated with the past year and a half or two years of, man, I thought that I would be different right now or I thought that Mm -hmm. I was doing better than I was, how would you encourage them?
2: Mine mm-hmm. is. I always start with "I love you." You're my kid, and that is. I'll get emotional. Those are my babies, I've got 25 days left with them. Um, but just do your best. Those numbers on that piece of paper doesn't tell me your character. Uh-uh. It mm-hmm. doesn't tell me who you are on the inside. You being with me and you working hard, and you and I have respect written up on my wall. That's my one rule in my classroom: is respect. And you showing me respect and kindness shows me more about who you are than any number on a piece of paper will. That's good. That's where I go with mm-hmm. fifth grade.
3: I get the privilege of having some of these kids for four years because mm-hmm. it's high school. Yeah. So you see them for four years. Um, and I think last year was my first year in high school level and seeing the difference between a freshman and a senior kind of blew me away that it's just so different, you know? Um, And I think my biggest, the biggest thing that I try to teach them, you you wanna show respect to other people, but you also have to just keep being better, mm-hmm. you know? Your better might not be the level of somebody else's better, but just keep striving for better. Right, yep. Um, you know I I have some kids that are sophomores that I had as freshmen and the difference in one year is amazing I mean yeah they're still behind because everybody's behind right mm-hmm. now but just seeing how some of their behaviors or some of their you know actions overall have changed it's like you're better you know and when they're that old, you can have that conversation with right. them of, look where you've come from. yeah. Look what we did last year, and look what we're doing this year, you know. And they see it. Um, and they're almost adults, so they <laughs> need to see it. But it's just, it's, just be better. Just be better than you were the day before, you know. Hmm. That's all you can, re- I mean... As a teacher, that's all I can do is try to be better the next day than I was that day if it didn't go (laughs) well, you know? It's just be better than the day before. Mm,
0: That's good. Well, you guys, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we want to thank you for the time that you invest in your students and the time you invest in your parents and your school. And you guys do a really hard job. But you do it. We can tell you love what you do. And we're thankful that we know you. And we want to give a shout out today to all of the teachers because it's a tough job. But we're thankful that you guys do it. (laughs) So thanks, you guys, so much for being with us today. Thanks for having us.
1: Thank you for joining us on The Real Life Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please remember to subscribe to stay up to date on every new episode and announcement.
0: If you have any questions, comments, or you want to suggest a new topic for future shows, please email us at, reallife at visitlife.org.